0: Welcome to Perfume, Inc., a woman's discipleship podcast for spiritual growth and developing a more intimate relationship with God through the fragrance of His Word. Each show highlights fragrances that attract blessings or repel favor, receive fragrance tips based on biblical principles, and take part in Perfume Capris, inspirational testimonies of how God has showed up and showed out, praise breaks included. Here's your host, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, Robin Smith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. And welcome to Perfume, Inc. This is episode one of season two. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2022. Let's go ahead and get into it. Our lovely fragrance of the day is loved. Loved by Tabahani Fragrances. It feels so good to be adored and cherished, doesn't it? This is exactly how God feels about you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Love is a celebration of his compassion and kindness towards you. The succulence of raspberry fruit, warmed toasted vanilla, and jasmine are all reminders of how God holds your hand and will never let you go. Discover love today at com. Segment one, self-care Sundays, part one. Now, Jesus was already on a self-care game before self-care Sundays was even a hashtag. He believed in a deliberate and consistent act of self-care. Well, you know, because he took care of himself, he was able to give to us. So let's go ahead and talk about a few ways in which Jesus was able to not only refuel, but he was able to recharge and renew in his self-care routine. And that's something that we can follow. Because today, you know, with the new year, everybody on these New Year's resolutions, you know, I'm going to start doing this. And in 14, 21, 30 days, I'll have established this new habit or what have you. But on the spiritual side of all this self-care, Jesus started it first. Number one, Jesus had a crew. Now, we're talking about fellowship and relationship here. We know not to forsake the assembly of ourselves and to go actually into a church building, although we are the church, the body of Christ. But I'm talking about your crew. Who are your friends? Who do you associate with? That is definitely a major part of your self-care routine, especially mentally. Now, one, we don't want to be unequally yoked because the Bible tells us, obviously, don't do that. But it just doesn't apply to a husband in a marriage. Being unequally yoked actually refers to friendships as well, because it's a blessing in unity, according to Psalm 133 and 1, because literally, what hath light with darkness how can two people walk together unless they agree now given a friendships everybody's not going to agree on the same thing and i don't mean that in a literal sense per se but spiritually you do have to be on the same page jesus needs to be in the center of the friendship because we know that evil company corrupts good manners corrupts you know, communication, eventually that stuff is going to rub off. Somebody's going to be pulling somebody in one direction or the other. And obviously hanging with the wrong people is going to rub off on you and your light going to be dimmed or you're going to be walking on eggshells or trying to edit your conversation or edit your thoughts before you even speak them. And that's not pleasing to God. So with self-care, We don't want to be able to go the route of grieving the Holy Spirit or even quieting the Holy Spirit. So we want to make sure that our crew, whoever that may be, we have surrounded ourselves with those that not only support and believe in us, but they believe in Jesus too. It's like iron sharpens iron. So you want to be able to be yourself And obviously be all that God has created you to be. So check your crew. Jesus had a crew. This is part of his relationship um, in regards to self-care and maintaining his self-care routine was his friendships. And I highly recommend that we also check that at the door as well. Number two, rest. Rest. This is so important. When was the last time you got some really good sleep? I mean, really good sleep. Sleep that, you know, you woke up refreshed and all that in the morning. Well, rest and sleep is part of an awesome self-care routine. Jesus knew how to rest and he believed in taking naps, honey. You can check me on that with Mark chapter 4, verse 38. He was like, look, you do you, I'm finna go to sleep. So when we talk about, you know, there's not enough hours in a day, oh my God, 24 hours is plenty enough time to do what you need to do to fulfill whatever God has called you to fulfill for that day. Because look, God has graced you to do exactly what you need to accomplish within that time frame. Not tomorrow. We are not concerned with tomorrow. We know tomorrow ain't promised to us or anything, but God is already in tomorrow, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he blesses us so we can look forward to, you know, waking up the next day, so be it. But we don't need to be worrying about tomorrow. There is no rest in worrying about, oh my God, what's going to happen tomorrow? Or I don't have the money for this right now. And this may not go through. What if it does go through? Rest, honey, rest. God has taken care of it all, so rest. And as the author and finisher of your faith... You should just rest in that. Rest in knowing that God will perfect everything that concerns you. God will show you exactly what you need to do. And he's a helper. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He will guide us through whatever we need help with. So no worry and no fear. Because we already know that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But one of love, power, and a sound mind. That sound mind sounds like rest to me. Right Now, if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel burdened, because we all get to that point, um, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, To come unto me, all you who are weary, all you who are labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. There's only a certain kind of rest that God can give you. It's not the rest that the world gives. It's not, you know, going in your bed and just laying down and going to sleep. Because, you know what I'm saying, you can get in the bed and lay down and try to go to sleep and your mind is racing. You're not resting. You feel me? So with that, God is telling us to come to him. You feel overwhelmed? Well, I go to the rock that's higher than I. I know I go to the hills from which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. That's how I'm resting. That's what God wants for us to do. Jesus laid out that example that when Jesus took a nap on that boat, on that ship, and a storm was raging on the outside, and everybody else was going berserk, and oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Jesus was taking a nap. Now, I don't know if that was a power nap or if he really needed to just lay it down for a few hours beyond the power nap. But he was resting in the midst of the storm. So we need to learn a little bit about that in regards to our self-care routines. Honey, give it to God. Take you behind in there and rest. Fragrance tip 101, you do want to apply your perfume and layers to make your scent last. Obviously, we are the fragrant aroma of Christ. So there are a few things that we need to do in order to make this scent keep its longevity. Um, so naturally, this means that we'll use one brand or rather one scent across three different forms. So for example, if you're wearing a lavender body wash, you want to follow that with a lavender body butter or oil and then the lavender perfume. Likewise, it is with the word of God. We want to be washed in the word, but then the way we layer our scent is to read the word, listen to the word, and then diffuse the word by speaking the word of God. There's your fragrance tip of the day. Segment two, self-care Sunday routines, part two. All right, so we're on number three. Now we're talking about alone time. Jesus valued his alone time with his self-care routines. So give yourself a moment. This kind of alone time with God is everything. And you can check that at Luke 5, verse 16. Now, our last episode of the year, last year, dealt greatly with savoring the alone time with God. So I won't rehash on a lot of that. But I would just make a point that with alone time, we should value it. Jesus made a conscious effort to go to God in prayer in his prayer closet and spend some time with him. That kind of alone time. Because we cannot be any earthly good if we don't have some alone time. We need to take an assessment of ourselves as part of our self-care routine. Okay, these are my thoughts right now. This is why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Or maybe I need to check this at the door. Check my attitude. Check my faith. We need to take an assessment of our needs and wants. All right? In order to be a blessing to others, we have to be a blessing to ourselves. And what better way to do that than to just set aside some time for ourselves and be still. I know... um, Aside from just the prayer closet and spending time alone with God, another way that I spend time alone with myself, I love going to these chick boutique restaurants, um, upscale type places, quiet, cozy chick places, and have myself a cheesecake or a hot chocolate or um, uh, a very nice seafood salad or something that are like that's like that. But it's it's something that I want. It's something that I feel that I need. It makes me feel good. It makes me um, relax and, you know, digress with some things. And sometimes it's just even a matter of just going to the park and journaling. But it's that alone time with myself that I'm able to get myself together. Might even need to calm down or whatnot. But that's something that helps me in my alone time. That's part of my self-care routine. Or aka self care Sundays, but you know what I'm saying. But Jesus, again, he was the example when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray alone. So, again, he did this intentionally and on purpose. You need to spend time alone intentionally and on purpose. If you have to schedule this in your calendar, put an alarm on your phone, do it. Whether or not you have kids is excused because you can go into the bathroom, get yourself 5, 10, 15 minutes of alone time. If that's what you can afford right now with a busy, hectic schedule, do that. But get some alone time. If a spa is what you need and what you want and that's your alone time, do it. There is a myriad of ways to spend some alone time but just don't let the excuses and all that get in the way because honey you need this this isn't optional for you this is this to help out with your sanity i know what i'm talking about get your alone time number four as part of the self-care routine jesus maintained his peace now one instance in the bible was several actually but especially when he was on his way to the cross and he was being um beaten and crucified and all that that jesus could have went in on all them people now you know as well as i do he could have called down legions of angels to take care of business but for you and i he did not he maintained His peace. The Bible says that he did that for the joy that was set before him. Because of the peace that was coming toward him for all that. Now this is peace. Okay. This is peace. Jehovah, he is our peace. He could have went there, but he didn't. Because honestly, when you're trying to maintain your peace, some things just don't deserve a response. And we can look at that from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Now, even though everything doesn't deserve a response, sometimes you have to speak up. Peacemakers make peace. I believe that was in a in a, a previous episode. But for responses that do require one of you, as a believer, we understand that a soft answer will turn away wrath. It's all in your in your response, not so much in in going right off the bat with your reaction. That you can see that in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. Now, we know that a soft answer turns away wrath and grievous words serve anger. But overall, our disposition in the body of Christ is to maintain that peace over chaos. Jesus lives inside of us. Therefore, we have a peace that surpasses all understanding, according to Philippians 4 and 7. Not as the world does it. The world can get they peace by doing yoga and tai chi. The world can get they peace from just reading a book. And there's, there's, you know, I'm not knocking that stuff. If that's that's your thing, do your thing. I'm saying Jesus is is number one. He is your peace. We can look at, you know, the world's way of maintaining peace is through just, quote, positive affirmations. Well, as Christians, we take it a step further. It's not just a positive affirmation for us. It's the truth. We believe the truth. We speak the truth. We walk in that truth. That's what we do. That's how we maintain our peace. Other ways to maintain your peace is just to be angry and not sin. You got a right to be angry. Yep. You can be all in those feelings. You have a right, but not to sin, not to get in this overreactive mode, not to go and be damaging people or property or what have you. That's fact checked in Ephesians 4 and 26. So you don't want to be easily provoked to anger either. Now in James 1.19, he tells us to just simply listen. Be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and slow to anger. So, yeah, you want to be able to quickly hear what they're saying and not just, you know, just assume and just go off the bat with whatever your assumptions are, your perception is, whatever you may be thinking, and be for real all up in your feelings. No, you want to be quick to listen at what's being heard. Go ahead, reflect, be slow to speak. And then be slow to anger. Just hear them out. Again, you got a right to be angry. But don't let the sun go down in your wrath because God is watching all of this, okay? Now, peacemakers, in order to maintain our peace, when we are overwhelmed, one way to do that is just to cash your cares on him we need to cast our cares on God because he cares for us this is a mandate because he knows when we don't we're not going to be able to maintain the peace even though he is the peace and even though he gives us the peace that surpasses all understanding we have to make this effort to enter into that peace because it's right there it's like have faith all right, we have to make an effort. We have to do our part as well to get that, to maintain that. In order to do so, if you're overwhelmed, just cast your care on him and move on. You know that he perfects everything that concerns you, so just give it to him. Trust God. That's a that's the other thing. Lean not into our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him, and he's going to direct our paths. He uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord but in order to do that we have to maintain that peace by allowing god to do that not bearing to the left or to the right but adhering to what he's telling us in his word what he's dropping in our spirit so we can maintain our peace so other than that we know to pray and obviously be content with what we have but in ephesians i'll just put this plug in here ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 where it says for he himself jesus for he himself is our peace who has made both one and he was broken down a wall of separation now when we allow sin to enter into our life you know we want to go out and do our own thing that peace that we have it gets broken it gets severed okay um We don't want to give the enemy any kind of foothold or stronghold in our lives when it comes to maintaining peace. So lay aside the sin that so easily besets us. That's what we need to do in order to maintain our peace. So again, in order to maintain your peace, some things don't deserve a response. And while others do, there are certain ways to do that. But do know that you have right now inside of you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Number five, just let go and let God. What am I talking about here? Forgiveness. Ooh, that word, that word, I know. Well,. In the Bible, it tells us in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, that Jesus then said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. God is going to trouble your trouble. Let go and let God. You don't need to be vengeful. God, he is extremely good at his job. Let him go ahead and handle that. In this verse of scripture, we can see how Jesus forgave. Yes, we are to forgive because we want to be forgiven. But consciously, intentionally, purposefully, let go and let God as part of your self-care routine. You don't want to be carrying around all that weight and a heart full of vengeance and a heart full of offense and all of that. When Jesus went about it this way, he went to God. Two, he asked God to forgive them. And then thirdly, he acted out on his faith with forgiveness by going ahead to lay down his life once and for all for everybody. Not just for a select few because he put... He put it all in God's hands. Now, obviously, I'm not telling you to lay down your life and all that stuff. But you may have to verbally say, I forgive this person. Or as soon as they do it, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them. Until it gets so down in your soul and your spirit that, you know what, this don't bother me no more. I'm not going to forget this because something can trigger it and that memory going to come back up or whatnot. But I'm telling you to let go and let God. This may not happen overnight. Yep, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to go ahead and work what he needs to work in you to work whatever he needs to work with the other person. But that forgiveness, though, that's part of the self-care routine. That's part of the mental. That's part of the spiritual. Um, It's part of your relationship with God. You know, you want to be able to be forgiven because we are not going to get it together. Obviously, the rapture hasn't taken place yet. Um, we have been caught up to meet him just yet. We haven't been transformed just yet in that sense. But in order to become more like Christ every day, that's what a Christian is, becoming more like Christ. Part of that is forgiveness. And since we are talking about self-care, when we don't forgive, certain things happen to us physically, not just spiritually, okay? Certain things happen to us, Um, physically where headaches come on now we are stressed out or whenever we see that person or think about the situation now we got all this anxiety you know what I mean anger bitterness all this stuff can take a toll on your body and put you in a hospital so forgiveness is part of a self care routine honey it is mandatory this is not an optional thing go ahead let go and let God forgive Hey everybody, it is time for Perfume Caprice, inspirational testimonies of how God has showed up and showed out. And since the theme of today's episode is self-care, or rather Sunday self-care routines, let's take a very close look at Esther. We all know her. Um, Esther was orphaned as a little girl, and she was raised by her uncle. So mom and dad weren't in the picture but when she got a little older um, she went through a certain process a certain self-care process and i'm telling you this because it's important to have these self-care routines in our lives because they open up doors they open up great effectual doors of blessings elsewhere when we take care of ourselves so now before esther became queen she had to undergo 12 months of beauty treatments. Oh my goodness, it's just heavenly, just talking about this, thinking about this. But for Esther, it was mandatory because the king at the time, he was looking for a queen. I'm pretty sure there are some kings out there looking for you, but there was six months with oil and six months of perfume and other beauty purification type treatments. So let's just say she was at the spa every day for 12 months. She was at the hair salon every day for 12 months. She was getting her um massage on for 12 months straight. But can you imagine, though, 365 days of being filled with massages, pedicures, spas, hairstyles, aromatherapy, milk baths, saunas and so much more from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to sleep. This was Esther's way of life, self-care for 12 months. Now God has given us all all of us, we all have these magnificent, you know, temples where the Holy Spirit resides, where God dwells. Um that God has made himself home in us all of our curvatures everything that we don't like that we consider to be flaws or what have you all that still needs to be part of your self-care routine okay get to liking it and loving it because god didn't make no mistakes and honey you are fearfully and wonderfully made but let me get back on esther god had brought her to the king after those 12 months of preparation and the king ended up choosing her and made her queen over all these other women. The point is, she took time out to allow herself to have self-care. Self-care is not selfish. We make and keep appointments for everything and everybody else but ourselves. But let Esther, Sister Esther, become an example a point of reference of how important self-care can be of the blessing of self-care well she ended up getting not just a husband out of this whole deal out of her self-care routine of taking care of herself and being dressed for where she was going uh, preparing for where she was going she made an effort every day to allow that to happen to her not just happen for her And she ended up with not just a husband, but her blessing was a crown and the entire kingdom. Do you hear me? Look at what self-care can do. Look at that that open door. And God can do that for you too. So let's go ahead and give God praise. Let's give Jesus the credit where it is due his name. Because he was the one who started all this self-care thing. So we're just going to look at Esther. Like, honey, I am right behind you. I'm next. (laughs) Let's give God praise for the self-care, honey. recap self-care isn't selfish jesus himself was doing self-care sundays before it was even a hashtag in 2021 and 2022 but just to go over it just a few examples of how jesus made self-care routines available and how we can emulate that, number one, Jesus had a crew. He made sure he was mindful of the crew he was with, his relationships, his fellowship with others as a form of self-care. Second to that is rest. Jesus knew how to take a nap. Honey, go ahead, lay down, be still, and know that he is God. Go to sleep, all right? Go take a nap. 3 Jesus valued the alone time. He took time out to be with God. But just taking it from that standpoint, yes, he will, he savored the alone time with God. But we should also take note that we need that time alone to be with ourselves, to regroup, to reflect, to get refreshed and recharged and ready to go. Make that a part of your routine. Get somewhere together by yourself, eat that piece of chocolate by yourself. Um, go ahead and sit in the driveway if you have to for 10 minutes by yourself and get some alone time. All right, that is important. We also know, as part of the self care routine, Jesus demonstrated on maintaining peace, yes. He is the author and finisher of our faith, and we can rest hold and true to that, that God is going to do what he said he's going to do in our lives. But also in maintaining our peace, there are some things that we have to keep aware of that one, he is our peace. And that in order to maintain that, we have to look at it like he gives us the peace that surpasses all understanding. So what do we have to do? Be angry. Yep. But don't sin. Don't go out and harm anybody or harm any property or damage anything else like that. We want to be able to take hold of exactly what's going on. Because if we are facing, you know, an argument or whatnot, we got to be mindful of our words. Because a soft answer can turn away any wrath, any belittling or anything like that. Because we know if we say something, it can probably cut you to the white meat. So we want to be very, very cautious of our words because our words can stir up anger. Our whole point of you know being in the body of Christ as far as our appearances to the outside world and making an impact is that we live a life of peace. We choose peace over chaos. So how do we do that? One way to maintain that peace is to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. In addition to all of that, one final way to maintain our um, to maintain our self care routine is to let go and let God. And by that, I mean be always ready in a spirit of forgiveness. And we use the example of what Jesus did at the cross when He was telling He went to God and He was like, "Look, Father, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do." One, he made the decision to go to God. Two, he asked God to forgive them. And three, he physically acted on the faith that he had by going ahead and laying down his life on a cross. Not just for a select few people or one or two, but for everyone, including those that he was asking forgiveness for. So in that, it's just let go and let God.
0: Thank you for listening to Perfume, Inc. with Robin Smith, a woman's discipleship podcast for every daughter of Christ who wants to be properly fragranced for any occasion. We pray this message was a blessing to you. Subscribe, review and share. Sisters don't let sisters shout alone or text perfume to 21000 to join the praise party.